Well, good morning, friends, and especially uh, to everybody that is online this morning. Uh, we're grateful that you spent a little bit of time, whether you're live with us this morning on Facebook, on YouTube, at ccmonline.org, or maybe uh, you're checking in with us on Facebook or on our podcast later on this week. We're so grateful uh, to have you here with us uh, to worship and to hear uh, a great message from Pastor Sean Lorridge today and uh, to just celebrate uh, this July 31st 2022. This is the only July 21st, 31st, 2022 we're ever going to have. And so how good it is to have it together. And uh, we just want to remind you, if you're at home, uh, we'll be receiving communion after the message. And so uh, if you haven't had a chance to do so already, uh, make sure that you grab yourself some bread or some crackers and some juice. And we'll uh, we'll celebrate communion together as a church, whether you are uh, over the electronic airwaves or whether you are here with us in the room. So we're grateful you're here with us, and we're grateful to see you in this place. Now turn it around, open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing overflow. Turn it around, open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing
Pastor Scott, Pastor Claire send you their love and their good tidings as they are uh, away for the week and they've been studying and praying and now hopefully relaxing by the water. And so they have left us in the beautiful, capable hands of Reverend Sean Lowridge. Amen. Oh, thank you guys. Man, Tanaka, thanks for bringing heaven right here. Good stuff, man. You know, it's like I woke up this morning. Speaking of boots, my wife, she's got that boot on there. Anyway, I wasn't going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I woke up. I said to my wife, I said, hey, where's my cowboy boots? She says, cowboy boots? I'm looking through the closet. She goes, you haven't had those in a while. I says, she says, why are you looking for them? I said, because I just feel like I'm going to get up there today and kick the devil's butt. Right? So let's kick the devil's butt today. How's that sound? Yeah, you, you know, there's no other way to go than after hearing that song. If you're, if, if you're sitting down and, and thinking, man, I'm, you're a victim instead of the victory, it's man. You got to listen to those words. Our Redeemer lives. Amen? So we're going to speak on the power of the Holy Spirit this morning. I just want to comment on this summer series, just so you know, God is always moving in a direction to kind of move us as a church, as a people, as individuals, and he's just so timely, isn't he? And, and I just to- totally believe it's been empowering and, and as well very comforting. And I, and I pray that today I can bring that same message to you through the Holy Spirit to empower you. I pray that God will encourage you through the words that I share with you today. I want that you receive God's gift, that you get a revelation, a heavenly, eternal revelation of what you mean to him. Amen? So I want you to just think about this a minute. Kathleen talked about this. I'm going to recap it a little bit. Be aware of the gifts that God has for us. 1 Corinthians 12.1. Now, conspire. Concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be unaware. She spoke of this. It is the Spirit of God that gives us a variety of gifts. We're to explore what those particular gifts are in each one of us. 1 Peter 4.10 tells us, God has distributed to each of us a gift. So therefore, the work of God is demonstrated through the gifts of the Spirit of God in us, individually and corporately as His church. Amen? We are God's masterpiece. You've got to remember that. Long before God laid down the earth's foundation, God had us in mind. He'd settled on us as the focus of his love. To be made whole, complete, and also to be holy. Amen? Ephesians 1.4. She reminded us that we were not just created randomly. You know, not by mistake. You were created for the purpose. Before you were created in your mother's womb, God's word says he knew who you were. Psalm 139. Explore the gifts that God has created you with. Galatians 6, 4, and 5 says, Make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given. And then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life. Kathleen mentioned that tool that we use, SHAPE. She teaches it. It's a good thing. It's an acronym. 
It's important that you use that. And when you use that for others, you're fulfilling the work of God that God has called you to do here on earth, right? Romans 7, 4. Now you belong to him. You belong to him in order that you may be useful in the service of God. Everybody wants to be useful in the service of God because it's in us. The Spirit of God is in us. And as an excellent example, Kathleen used the parable of the talents, Matthew 25. So I want to continue down that path of the power of the Spirit of God that has been placed within us. One of the huge indicators of a human being being filled with the Holy Spirit are the fruits of the Spirit of God. Galatians 5.22 says, Now the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. This is the application. We live out the application. We, we, we give to Haiti. We love our neighbor. We give to the food bank. We do this. We live in joy and peace and kindness and patience and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. There is no law against this. There's nothing that can stand against this. I spoke about this in the past, the word Imago Dei. The image of God in us as being children of God. And what that entails in lieu of doing life here on earth as well as for eternity. Particularly here on earth when suffering visits us. When sickness visits us. When despair visits us. Discouragement visits us. And when death visits us. In Matthew 10, 16, Jesus said it this way. Listen, I'm sending you out like sheep to a pack of wolves. You must be as cautious as snakes and as gentle as doves. Having the Holy Spirit within us gives us access to the gifts that the Spirit has placed in us. The gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit enable us and empower us to stand in faith. They cause us to walk out God's work in us on earth and to stand, to do the work of God for our lives as well as to fight the good fight of faith against the evil one. Paul reminds us of this very thing in Ephesians 6. Brothers and sisters, be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities and against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the gospel of peace. In addition, all this, take up the shield of faith. Don't let anything steal your faith. With which you can extinguish all those flaming darts the devil pushes and shoots at us. Take the helmet of salvation. Be secure that you're going to heaven. That Jesus paid the price and you're going to be there. And you make sure you know God's word and his promises. The sword of spirit, which is the word of God. It is truly, this life is truly about 
being able to live out your call with eternal confidence through spiritual gifts of God placed in you that manifest to the world and to heaven through the fruits of the Spirit of God. You see, it is that confidence through faith and true understanding of your eternal security that causes you to be a weapon of God's warfare and live each breath victoriously in spite of what you are experiencing at the moment. Amen? It causes you to rise up when the devil wants to strike you down. It's pretty clear in the book of Revelation 12 that there is a war for your soul and my soul and your neighbor's soul that started way before human beings were even created. Read it. It's there. It's God's word. It's pretty clear that Christ the Messiah and the Savior of the world has won the victory through his birth, his life, his death, and his resurrection. And it's pretty clear that the same Spirit that lives in Christ, the Holy Spirit, lives in you and me. Amen? 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this, But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power, the ultimate power, the only power, is from God and not from us. And since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. Amen? And it's pretty clear that the devil was kicked out of heaven. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14 How you are fallen from heaven. I love reading this scripture. It just empowers me. O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I'll exalt my throne above the stars of God. And I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. Oh, no, you won't. Oh, no, you won't. Lucifer, one of the three more commonly biblical known archangels, better known as Satan or the devil, thrown to the earth by Michael and his angels, caught in the act of attempting to put a coup, throw a coup in heaven. Can you imagine that? Going to overthrow God's kingdom. He's going to set up his own. He's going to steal God's angels, God's plans, and God's creation. And in the center of all that, and all of that is you and me, us, human beings. And Satan hates us. He hates us. Revelation 12, this is a beautiful scripture. When the dragon saw that he had been hurled down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. The woman was given the two wings of a great eagle that she might fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness where she would be taken care of for a time, times, and a half a time out of the serpent's reach. 
Then the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to wage war against the rest of her offspring. That's you and me. <laughs> Those who keep God's commands and hold fast their testimony about Jesus. That's you and me. That's you and me. It's pretty clear that God gives us wings. We've been talking about it this summer, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our wings. While we're in the wilderness on this earth, because we are Satan's target. And as time goes on, this war gets more and more intense. Verse 12 says this, The devil has come down to you with great rage, for he knows that he only has a short time. And I want to remind you that sometimes we forget how real this war is around us for our soul. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be alert and sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. The devil wants to eat you. That's what that says. That's pretty sobering. The devil wants to eat my heart out. But he ain't going to eat my heart out. It's pretty clear in this present world we have a real enemy. His plans are to destroy our faith, take our soul, and rob us of every promise, joy, peace, and inheritance that God has declared is ours. But I got some incredible news for all of us. Romans 8.31 says, What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not even spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Amen? Amen. It's pretty clear that Jesus was there on that day. Satan fell like lightning from heaven. And who really is all-powerful? And moreover, who holds the gift of eternal life? In Luke ten eighteen through 20, Jesus tells us, yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. That's an eternal perspective. That's, that's a forever perspective. Temporary is not a part of what we see. That's not how we live. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Amen. You belong to God, no matter what the devil tells you. Unfortunately, some of us, we forget this. You know what we forget? We forget that Jesus has booked a room for us at the greatest place. Hotel heaven. Hotel heaven. Book me a room. We lose sight of the spiritual. We look to the physical. What's in front of us at the time? We must always keep an eternal perspective in light of our temporal circumstance. Second Corinthians 4.18 says, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory 
that far outweighs <laughs> them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Don't lose your faith. Paul says it. Peter says it. Jesus says it. I'm saying it. We say it to each other. Don't lose your faith. No matter what life presents you or comes after you with, I'm here to remind all of us, your life is worth the Lord Jesus' life. It's a done deal. Know your value. This is how much you are valued. Don't you ever let anything cause you to forget it. In C.S. Lewis's book, Screwtape Letters, Lewis portrays the spiritual reality of evil, warfare, upon human beings in the evil quest to take his soul. It details the daunting task of the force to wear out a human life, to overwhelm him or her with suffering, despair, sickness, poverty, lack of knowledge of being loved by God and other human beings. Lewis's portrayal, the devil, schemes are brilliant. By using a character, an evil demon by the name of Uncle Screwtape, whose task is to teach his nephew, Wormwood, demon, how to steal a man's soul, that he would lose his faith and not do God's work on earth. Often throughout my life, when things have happened that appear just plain old evil, or I just don't have an answer to it. Or that doesn't seem to make sense to me, like the violent crimes that we commit against one another, that I've witnessed. I think about this quote in Lewis's book. Screwtape says, Do not be deceived, Wormwood. Our cause is never more in danger than when a human being no longer desiring, but still intending to do our enemy's will, looks round upon a universe from which every trace of him seems to have vanished and asks why he has been forsaken and then still obeys. I normally don't speak about one person or persons in my life that stand out amongst any other person, especially if it's one of my family members children or grandchildren. However, as I prepared this message, certain individuals in my life have been continually brought to the forefront of my mind. And this church as well. I want to remind you, this church as well. When speaking about walking according to the power of the Spirit of God, these people have been an example of all that the Bible instructs us to be as children of God, living according to God's call in our life in this world. I have watched them in the face of some of the greatest losses and suffering humans have endured. They have stood in faith, whether it's been family dying, family or friends betraying them, people stealing from them, financial hardship, breaking trust with them, physical sickness, emotional adversity, they just become more fierce in the face of difficulties. And when they or one of their people they love gets messed with, it's pretty simple. They just give more, 
They just dig deeper. They cling tighter to the promises of God and move closer to him. Their eternal perspective grows more vivid. They walk the walk and continue to walk the walk. Last week, before I closed in prayer, after Kathleen's message, I encouraged all of us. I said these words, leave it on the field while you have breath. And I can assure you, these people live this way every day, all the time, since they were young and understood that they belong to God as his beloved children. And all they possess belongs to God. Everything belongs to God. They make the most of it. When they were kids, they understood what it meant to pour out their lives for the sake of others in the kingdom of God and have inspirationally continued to live it into their adult lives the same way. They've heard me say it to them a thousand times. And they're going to hear me say it a thousand more. Leave it on the field while you have breath. Leave it on the field. They've been financially stretched. They've given even more without hesitation. They've provided homes to the homeless, temporary shelter for the needy, food for the hungry, jobs for the jobless, love to the loveless. They have parents, and they have been parents to the parentless. They have been kind to the kindless. They have responded in gentleness, and they have certainly didn't have to, but I watched them, they did so. And when they've been taxed in every way possible, they've stood in faith. They are such a great example of this scripture. So therefore, be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And above all, do everything in love. It's obvious they're full of the Holy Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit. They're always manifesting no matter what they're living through at the time. Kathleen and I have watched our daughter. And our son, Matthew. And our kids. Constantly given to people's lives without reservation without any expectation of anything but the glory of God to be given to God. And this is how they live. This is how they live. And as you probably all know and are aware of, three weeks ago, Our family lost another son. But he's in heaven. You see, what happens is that maybe our hearts do get broken again. And our hearts are broken again. However, I want you to know, and I said this after I lost my my son. <laughs> it's like, I want you to know that our lives are not our own. My life is not my own. My wife is not mine. She belongs to God. 
our family belong to God. We live our lives with an eternal perspective and eternal victory. And I want to encourage you. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. And God is our Father. And Jesus is our Savior. I don't want to make this very clear. We are not perfect people. By no means. But we love God. And we trust Him. We trust Him with everything we have. Everything we have has been given to us, including our children. We trust Him even unto death. And guess what? The devil, he just doesn't get that. He doesn't get that. That's why I come up here and I say, you know, you're really pissing me off, devil. I'm sorry. I know you're not used to hearing me say that stuff. But this is how people of faith, full of the Spirit of God, live their lives. This is Matthew McAllister. Just after hearing of Serge's death, Matt and I were driving to Detroit to pick up his son, my grandson, Ezra, Sergio's brother, from the airport. And in tears, Matthew said to me, oh, the devil's going to pay for this. I'm going to love more. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to give more. I'm going to trust God more. I'm going to share Jesus more. And I'm going to be a difference in the world more. Satan's not getting away with this one. That kind of response in the face of adversity causes God's kingdom to come here on earth. And that, and that kind of response is eternally inspirational. Hebrews 10.39 says this, but we are not, we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. <laughs> God's promises to us in this is Joel. He says, I'll repay you. I'll repay you for the years the locusts has eaten, the great locusts and the other locusts, the locust swarm, and you'll have plenty to eat until you're full. And you'll praise the name of the Lord your God forever, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel that I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. I want to close with this scripture passage that has inspired me at some of the most difficult times in my life. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty four. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with the immortality then the saying that is written will come true death has been swallowed up in victory where O oh, death is your victory where O oh, death is your sting amen you live in victory 
You live like children of God. And no matter whatever comes your way, you know that you belong to God forever. He has paid a price for you. Amen? No matter what you're facing. And it's okay to get up and kick that devil. Don't be afraid of him. God's got his angels looking out for us in his Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Amen. Thank you, Brother Sean. Leave it on the field. Let's pray together, everyone. Can we just, even before we move on, let's take a few moments and let's just meditate on the things that Sean has shared with us, the ways that we are, that we are strengthened and we're healed up by the Holy Spirit in times of difficulty, the way that the Holy Spirit reminds us about how important community is, the way that the Holy Spirit reminds us of the salvation that we've been given through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And if we can, just let's take a few moments just to breathe in, to even remember the things that Sean said to us, the scriptures that he read, these things that he said that will make a difference in our lives this week and in weeks going forward. So for about the next 20 seconds, let's just remain in the silence and allow the things that Sean said to us to replay in our minds that we might grow up in the things of the Holy Spirit. Oh God, we thank you so much. We pray in the name of the Father and in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Spirit to be reminded that the Holy Spirit is within us each and every day and that the Spirit comforts us and the, the Spirit heals us and the Spirit strengthens us to go through things that we didn't even know we could go through and brings us into new places where we might see better the things of God. And how grateful we are even for the reminder of the words that Matthew said to Sean. That now we're going to love more. And we're going to give more. And we're going to be, and we're going to cause to just, to do things that are more to the glory of God. And we thank you for that today. And we love you, our God. And God, we thank you for these moments of community, these moments where we can remind one another and tell each other the stories of our lives, the times where we thought we couldn't go any further, but we did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that strengthens our sister, that strengthens our brother to go forward in the things that they have. And God, we thank you for the ways that you grow us up and change us and challenge us. And so by each of us, we should have our communion cups. And if you don't have one, um, you can raise your hand or you can even go into the back and get one. But, you know, we're reminded, and even in how in scriptures, it tells us the story of Jesus being with his disciples on the night that he was to be betrayed. And it wasn't just to tell us stories but it was to remind us to be together in community in times of difficulty,
to remind us to be together in community in times of joy and strength and to be in community in times when we just need to be reminded of the love of God. And so Jesus gave us the ability to look at bread and wine or juice and see them as things that bring us together, to see them as things that remind us of the good work of the Holy Spirit, of the strength of the new life that we receive and the ways that we are reminded that the good love of the Holy Spirit and the power of Christ is within us. So we pray today and we give thanks to God. And we give thanks that we're reminded that while they were eating, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and said to all those around that table, those that were close in and those who were a little bit farther out, and said to them, take and eat. This is my body. And that each time that we are to eat it together as brothers and sisters, we do this remembering all that Christ has done for us, remembering the Holy Spirit that is within us. And so we remember, Jesus, all that you have done for us. And if you would like, would you just repeat, Jesus, we remember you. Let's take the bread together. And in the same way, Jesus took the cup. It's so important for us to remember all those folks that were there, both the disciple that Jesus loved and the one that was about to betray Jesus. But Jesus looked at each of them with love. Jesus looked at each of them knowing of the great work that the Holy Spirit would do in each of us. And he took the cup, gave thanks, and offered it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. So we say, Thank you, O God, and we say, Jesus, we remember you. Let's take the cup together. And so we bless the Lord and we give thanks. And we ask God to let us see in an even richer way today and throughout this week the Holy Spirit. And we pray and we sing and we give thanks for all that God is doing now. And we're reminded of all that God is continuing to do for us and for all the generations. And so if you're able, will you stand with us and let us sing along with Ron, reminded of the words that Sean taught us today, blessing the Lord with all all of our soul and worshiping the holy name of Christ.
today he's going to make his presence known after a message like this you can't sit in here and not expect the enemy to come after you okay but here's the hope Romans 8 we read it today Romans 8 the same power the the same power that kicked the devil's butt right And Jesus was able to overcome the power of sin and death. That same power is alive in you today. So here's your blessing. Here's your blessing. May that same power go before you, go through you, and be present in you all week so that you like Jesus can kick the devil's butt all week long. In Jesus' name, have a great week. We'll see you next week. Amen.